Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We're back with another episode of Views from the Porch, joined with the one, the only, Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. And Mr. John David Rogers. Hey, we're back. Okay, sorry. I just exploded laughter in the microphone because JD's mouthing all of our introductions. Did you watch him, David? Yeah, oh, I saw it. I mm-hmm. was being mocked, and I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Imitation is the most sincere form of flattery, as there they say. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we're talking about. That'd be an interesting podcast. But what are we talking about, people? Today, we are talking about when to say I love you. It's kind of a you know, a spinoff of the last episode uh, all about my engagement. Yeah. And just I chose to not say I love you to Jenna until I was able to drop on a knee. That was literally the first time. But I think that different people have different views. I would like to actually start with the word love because I think it's used sometimes out of context. It's so thrown around that some people use it too lightly. And then some people, I think they take it to such like, you know, they they take it too seriously in the sense of like, if you say, you know, I think about the person, I couldn't wait to say it when they were, like they can't wait to say it. Totally. And it it ends up a lot of hurt um, because they don't mean it. All right, here's a question. How many people have you said I love you to romantically? Either of you. Two. Two? Two. Who was was the other one? (laughs) A girl from college. I dated for two years. Mm. I said it on our six-month anniversary of dating. Wow. Yep. Six months. First kiss and I love you. Wow. Yep. I said I love you to my high school boyfriend as we were breaking up and I'm going off to college. No. Mm. Really No. Nice wow. Yeah. Wait, was he breaking up with you? No, I was breaking up with him. He was a ju- he was a junior at our rival oh high school. It's like, you know, the fling of the century. And I left and went off to college. And That oh feels like gosh. such a about to go to college kind of thing. A hundred percent. Who among us hasn't been there before? What about you, David? <laughs> I, I only said, I think I only said I love you to my wife when we got engaged. Wow. I know. That doesn't surprise me, actually. No. I, I, David, uh, like, I, comes out the womb like, Jesus, I love you. Uh, he's, he's just like. It wouldn't, I honestly, uh, uh, here's a couple of things. It wouldn't shock me if I actually said it to somebody else and I forgot. Yeah, that's another I can thing. see that happening. Like that, that's, that's on brand. <laughs> but I think, I, at least I know I waited when I seriously dated my wife and then when I got down on one knee and said, I love you. Which we went in the relationship knowing um, up front, hey, we're just, we're not going to do that. But there's lots of different ways to think through that. Does that yeah. make sense? In other words, we kind of establish, hey, I'm, we're not going to say this, and that won't be a, a marker that we're waiting towards to yeah. give us some indication. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to make sure we're moving and progressing towards marriage. So we were on the same page knowing that, so it was almost off the table in our relationship until mm-hmm. we got engaged. I remember the first time you told me you loved me. I love you. Wait, you. I love you guys too. <laughs> yeah, we love you. But like and I'm bringing that up. Yeah, I'm bringing, well, I'm bringing that up for a reason. That's my transitional phrase. Mm. Um, because I think there are different types of love. Yeah. And some people think they're truly in love. Yeah. But they don't know which love they're talking about. So David, I know there's like three types of love we talk about a lot. Why don't you explain those? Yeah, like the different Greek words of yes. love, you mean? So yes. The uh, eros, which would be sexual love. There's phileo, which would be brotherly love, which is why Philadelphia is city of brotherly love. Then there's agape, which is a godlike love. There's actually some research that would indicate agape was not used 
um, prior to Christianity because it described how Christians uniquely had a godlike love. It's cool. The jury's out on that one. But and then there is um, there's eros, phileo, agape, and storge, which is um, a I think it's a romantic like love, but is I've never heard of that one. We don't have to wonder here, guys, because the internet takes us care. Storage. Okay, ancient Greek word. It's a family-like love. Refers to an instinctual or natural affection between. Another term um, for a family-like love towards a parent, if you will, would be storge type of love. But point being, all of those uh, often are ways that we think of expressing love. Like we say to a friend, hey, love you. We say to an object, like I love... Um, basketball games or watching them when it comes to your relationship with your person you're dating fiance or that person when is it appropriate to say i love you okay so from a christian perspective the bible as we've talked about dating did not exist when the bible was around so the best way that we can apply what the bible teaches as it relates to love romance sex and evaluation which it has a lot to say about marriage evaluation love sex etc is to then reverse engineer all the different principles that the Bible says. So biblically speaking, love is a what? Love is a dangerous game. Ah, It's (laughs) It's a a choice. choice, Which would also mean it's a, starts with a V, ends with an herb. Verb. It's a verb. (laughs) First Corinthians 13 says that love is patient. Love is kind. Love is gentle. Love, let me just read it. It does not envy. It does not boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes and always perseveres. So here's a way to think about, I think, when do you say I love you? When is the most loving time to say I love you? That'd be the first way I would filter it through. In other words, when is the most loving? Because love is not self-focused. It is always protective of the other person. It's always focused on the other person. Does that make sense? Yeah, but here's the record scratch. I feel like people listening to this are like, what do you mean? Like, I know that he's all about me when he's on the third date saying, I love you, baby, and texting me, I love you, before uh, he goes to bed at night. If How else would I know it's the real deal? Yeah, I think it, because love is an action, the high level takeaway would be you should wait to say I love you until you are able to back it up with your actions. And that would also be sacrificially, the filter I'm putting it first through is when is the most loving time to tell this person I love them? When is the most loving occasion to tell um, them in light of the fact that they're not my spouse? How is it gonna be, what's the most loving to my future spouse time to tell whoever this person that I'm dating is I love you? And I think I think big picture, we are so off as a culture on this. We have Ross and Rachel, very early in the relationship saying, I love you. You have all these different pictures of, of eighth graders expressing that I love you. They don't even know honestly what love is. They just think it's some emotion. And the only way that they can articulate and put words to it is by saying and expressing, I love you. Justin Bieber, I hear those albums when he was like 16, talking about loving girls and missing his girl. <laughs> yes. Um, but okay, so you're talking about love as an action. I think some people, a way that they display their love is they start to cross boundaries physically. They start to like, you know, introduce foreplay. They start to maybe have sex because they're like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with you. Let me show you. And so I think a lot of people, they're like, I'm worth, they're like, I'm worth, you know, not giving away my body until they really love me. And then when they feel like that, that's the action that comes with love. 
What would you say to that? Well, we just think about love in such a weird way. We describe it like it's a puddle you fall into, like I fell into love or that you could fall out of, like it's a car that you could you know, fall out of. That's not a biblical idea. That's good. Biblically, love is an action. It's a, it's a selfless way of living and serving and prioritizing the other person. And so as it relates to that, I would say anybody who is moving their hand up your shirt, down your pants, or down their own for the sake, and you're not married together, and they're expressing I love you, is not actually describing what the Bible would say is loving, because that's very self-focused. They're expressing and trying to put in words, and they may not even be aware that they are manipulating by saying that. Likely they aren't. They may like genuinely like think that I mean it, but that's not biblical love, because love is always protective. It always perseveres. It's always focused on serving the other person. So to take actions that don't align with what the Bible says is by definition love, are you following me on that? Uh-huh. Is not uh, someone who actually loves that other person. So when did you know that you, let's then go, if I'm supposed to follow the Bible's actions to know that I'm in love or that I love this person, um, when did you, to answer two things, when did you know that you were in love with your wife where you could say it and back it up? And then two, what actions, like practically speaking, if it's not sex, if it's not just saying it, if it's not buying someone something, like what actions would you say? Because I know that I was like, love is patient, love is kind. But does that mean one day when I display patience to someone, I'm, I love them? Like, what does it actually look like to know? What's a good indicator to be like, I went from like to love? All right, here's my hot take. I don't think anybody should say I love you until they're engaged. Boom, there I okay. say. Why? Because they're, by taking that step of getting engaged, they are showing I love you in a romantic way that the Bible does talk about. See Song of Solomon. I am committing my life to you, which love, ultimate display of love. Jesus said, greater love is no man than this, that he would lay down his life for another. And ultimately, love is connected to sacrifice and commitment. So they are in doing and showing through engagement or in making that commitment to that person, they are displaying, I am showing sacrifice and commitment, or I am showing I love you. So I would be really careful. That's a hot take. I wouldn't die on that hill. I wouldn't say anybody who disagrees or does differently is in sin. Um, because people break off engagements. Yeah, because people can break off engagements. But so, what you're getting at, though, is love is permanent, right? No, I'm getting at love is connected to sacrifice and commitment. And we throw this world, or we throw the word out so flippantly that it cheapens it. And so we love anything and everything. And it means different things to different people. So if I was to look, um, if I was dating a girl and I was to say, I love you, Candidly, for guys, it means a lot less than a girl. Than, well, I wouldn't say for every girl and every guy everywhere, but there are a lot of guys that say that, and the girl is hearing, oh my She's gosh. texting her friends, calling yes, her mom. Like, is. we're saying this we're, is it. We're yeah. getting a, a, you know, a heart necklace that has it broken in half, and each of us gets a letter <laughs> on either side, and you know, we, are, we are there together. We're basically married in God's eyes, essentially. So whatever we do, it's okay. Because I was waiting till I found the right person that I love. So we can have sex now because we love each other. And love is something that's not going to end. All of which is worldly way of thinking. So that's my hot take. I think someone should wait to be engaged because they're showing, hey, I'm committed to you and I'm going to sacrifice and commit my life to caring for you. And so that would be the clearest parameter. But if somebody said, hey, I want to wait till I'm married, I don't think they're crazy. Yeah, I, I think, so like right now I have a few friends and I've been here before too, where you know, we're sitting around, people are updating on their relationships, their dating relationships. And I'm like, have y'all said, I love you. It's like a question you ask. And uh, I just had a friend say, yeah, we're saying it. And everyone's like, oh, 
and like everyone's excited for them. And then you're like, well, what, why did you? And he was like, bro, she's the one. Like she's, I'm, we're going to get married. And I'm like, well, why don't you just do it then? Yeah. And she's a sophomore in college. He's graduated. And he's like, she doesn't want to be married in college. But trust me, I know this is the, this is the end game. Um, what would you say to that? What, what counsel would you give? I would say, I would just be really careful. We've done a, a podcast before a long time ago. We maybe do another one on guarding your heart. And anytime you in, introduce those words, I think it becomes very difficult to guard your heart. You let your guard down, if you will, because you're like, this person loves me and is committed to me and feels something towards me that for whatever reason, we all grew up and there's all these fairy tales and things in our mind that are like, oh, love is the strongest force in the world. And this person feels the strongest force in the world. And so we're gonna be together forever. And that's not necessarily true. You said a couple things. I would get married in college. Like if she is not ready to get married and you can't with integrity say, I see marriage within the next 12 to 18 months, I don't know that you should be dating. There's another hot take. That's just on me. And here's why, because the Bible says in Song of Solomon, chapter five, do not awaken love before it's time. Do not awaken love before it's time. In other words, don't stir up those feelings before you are ready to make a commitment that backs up the words that you're saying. And so if you're not ready to make a commitment of love, then I wouldn't use the words or express the language of love or that phrase. Yeah, that's good. I remember hearing this for the first time and being like, what in the world? Yeah. Like that is so foreign and so like, what do you even mean? And I remember the girl telling me, well, yeah, like don't say I love you until you're going to choose to keep loving that person. Yeah. And I liked your analogy, David, of like falling into a puddle or falling out of a car because I think we do use that. So I feel like this concept is just honestly, it's wild. Yeah. Which you mentioned. So what do you what do you say to the person that's like, wait, shoot, I've been doing that for my whole life. Like I've been saying I love you to whatever and, and not in a friendly way. Like I, I do love my boyfriend or whatever. So so now what do you tell me? I think I would just be honest with the, yourself. Uh, you have a couple of roads you could go. You could say, hey, I'm going to stop. I'm making the decision and then decide wherever that line is. Like I'm going to decide not till I'm engaged, not until we are uh, really, really intentionally dating, like serious dating and we are moving towards marriage. Wherever your line is, I think you owe it to yourself to at least establish that. I wouldn't live with shame and guilt and regret over, uh, I can't believe that I said those words to that person. Or, so there's one road, or you could just take the road that, you know, I'm just the type of person that says I love you to people three dates in. And that's just what it means to me. And that's a cheaper perspective, in my opinion, on love. And um, and I don't mean that you're a cheaper person or that you um, are any um, less important or any of those things. I'm just saying, like, just call it what it is. What other people would say, I really like you, you describe it as I love you. And maybe you tell the person, because if you really love them or you want to be loving towards them, then you're considerate of how that may impact them. You just say, hey, you just got to know, I'm going to say this really early. And it's because um, it doesn't mean that much to me. And I've said it to 19 people. I mean, that would be another road that you could take just to be honest with that other person. But the Bible says love is an action. We think of it as this emotion. All the different descriptive things I started with of it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't dishonor, it's not self-seeking or it's others seeking. It never fails. Feelings are not mentioned one time in there. Feelings will fail. Falling in love, there's a reason why people fall in love and then they fall out of love. And we use that same terminology all the time because they're describing feelings. Biblically, love is not a feeling. It's an action that you take. So whenever you are ready 
for your actions to back up your words, then I would say I love you. Okay. Boom. Okay. Good. I'm going to keep, keep pressing keep, in. Keep it. <laughs> um, I, I remember... This when, feels personal, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember... <laughs> you remember, and huh? Yeah, I'm about to talk to you and Jenna. I remember like two months before engagement, I knew I was going to propose. I was just like, man, this feels so confirmed. And like we were doing everything to the best of our ability like we, that we felt like we could God's way. And I think because of that, you start to really... I mean, when you start to do it God's way, it just happens really fast or it can. It can at least. And... I was like, if love is an action, not just a, three words, I love you, it's, it's an action. I was doing all of the actions that I'm doing in engagement. So why wouldn't I be able just to say it then if my actions were, were the same? Like all that changed was a, a ring on a finger and a will you marry me, but my actions of love towards her haven't changed because I found myself at night hanging up and because I was doing all of these actions, yep. I, w- I felt myself want to go, I love you before bed because that's what I say to my, my anyone that I love. Yeah. And I was like, I want to say it to you because of the actions were there. Yeah. I think because, again, we're coming back to that selfless thing. I'm not saying there's a scenario where you couldn't say that. I just can't think of one because the most loving thing to do is to be protective of the other person. It's to not be uh, focused on, I feel some release and expressing this and some warmth, those are not, that's not what love is. Love is focused on the other person. So it's asking the question, what is the most loving thing to do? So in that scenario, if it was the most loving thing to do, and that's why I think it's it's hard, it'd be challenging for you so to you're taking me. a risk is what you're saying. Yes. It's, it's just not worth, the reward of saying it is not worth the risk of not in two months, what if something crazy happens and it changes your circumstances and you no longer want to get engaged? That's what you're saying? Yes, because okay. if you were and you describe that, you're just lessening, you're doing two things. You're protecting the other person's heart and you're preserving that phrase for when you are able to back it up with commitment. So like some people ask, why um, why can't we just stay the night at each other's house if we're not going to have sex? Yep. And my counsel to them often is like, well, why would you? One, why would you be able to not have sex if you truly are for like with this person and like, are attracted to them. And then two, you're you're taking away things that make marriage so special that when you get to marriage, you're like, well, we've already been doing this. Is that kind of the same way in terms of like, there's something even just fun and special about preserving that phrase? Yeah, I think that's all true. Like, like um, you know, you guys know, there's a difference when you date and you pursue purity and you get engaged and you get married to that person and just the, and all the excitement and fun that comes with waking up after, well, you don't know um, yet. <laughs> waking up next to Laura because she's married knows, waking up to your spouse, you go on a honeymoon and it's not just like, oh, we've been living together and sleeping together and uh, the, our wedding night is kind of like what we did last Thursday. It's like, oh my gosh, this is our wedding night. This is in, it's amazing. And we preserve this and there's a protection and there's a beautiful thing that's a part of that. I think something similar is you could apply to this idea of preserving that until I love you instead of the person you're committing your life to. I don't even think that's the main reason though. I think it's not loving to tell someone I love you unless your actions can back that up. Boom. Okay, last question for me. Uh, is it okay for guys, friends, just friends, in the phileo love type of way to tell girlfriends in their young adult years, I love you as like a friend? Um <clears throat> I I wouldn't die on that hill. I mean, 
I think I feel like I've, I just did it with Laura. Yeah, here's here's my hot take. But I know, but y'all aren't single. Okay, you're but- married. All those different things. I think I'm just asking, like, you know how we say don't have friendationships. Yeah. Don't don't do anything that would like create yeah, yeah a tie. But I do see that thrown around a lot. And is that doing something to people's idea of love? Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good question. I like true confessions. I'm sure that I've done that. But there's such a spectrum. Like there's a difference between if you take your friend's hand, you hold both of them in your hands, you look them in the eye and you say, I just need you to know, I love you, my <laughs> friend. Uh, that's different David than- David has a Disney character. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that'd be fun. That's different than like, man, I freaking love you. And, uh, yeah. and or love that about you. There just is a difference. And I think I think we're all smart enough to kind of recognize that. But that's a good thing to chew on. Like, be thoughtful. Yeah, I think some people... This might throw a wrench. Yeah. One of my... Like, one of the things I was really attracted to about Colby is that he did that. He did that to my friends and I knew that he meant it. So, like, Elena, who used to be on Views from the Porch, she'd be with me and he'd be like, I love you guys. Elena, I love you. You know? <laughs> and I mm-hmm. honestly, I was like, that means so much to me because I know that you mean it. I know that you actually would die for her you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I know that you actually do care about her and I'm not threatened because you have communicated clarity and security to me so I know that it's not the same kind of love yeah what would you say I think it's okay but you just got to be like you said you got to be crystal clear and I wouldn't like hold them I I see a lot of like here's the thing I I see a lot of guy girl friendships sometimes like that's just my bro and they're like holding each other yeah. Or they're like petting. Yeah. Or they're like <laughs> petting. You know what I mean? Like where like a girl comes into the chest and you're like petting their back or their hair. Absolutely. Man. And I'm I, like, I was that girl. You know like, what I mean? And I'm like, I would never ever no. do that. I, um, petting. Okay, the well, petting I did. Has so got to listen, stop. shame on me. I you are not a golden retriever. Yeah. <laughs> but I just I just see it and I'm like, and they're like, as they're holding them, they're like, I love you. And they're like, I love you too. And she's like, they like squeeze, and I'm like, oh, that man. was just one. It's like, it's so borderline. <laughs> It's so borderline that I'm like, you know what I mean? So anyways, I would say it's okay, but just make sure that you are keeping it just, you know, you're keeping it okay. We got to say this just because of that, like emotional boundaries. Unfortunately, with the friendationship thing, I think people don't realize like you are actually keeping yourself further from the thing that you want because you're getting your emotional needs, needs met, needs met. Well, it's hard to say. You're getting your emotional needs met now in a friendship, which was never designed for a friendship. If that, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. I uh, did. Y'all hear my about my word I made up on Tuesday night. What is it? Uh, I think Christians just start using it all the time. Uh, it's shilt. We have to always say shame and guilt. And as I was closing out the last porch, I was like, <laughs> "We don't want you to carry shilt." <laughs> and I was like, oh better God. watch out. And it, was, it was such a serious moment. And I was like, you know, that could help pastors all over the world. We have to always say shame and guilt. That is amazing. Anyways. Yeah, no, that's good. That's all I have. Do y'all have anything else you want to say? No. I, if you have questions on that, again, to be abundantly clear, I'm not saying that's for everybody. I'm just saying you got to ask the question, when is the most loving time to say I love you for the other person? Because I'm not saying emotionally you feel it. I mean, when is the most honoring, protective preserving. I'm solely focused on this person, not on how I feel, but on how I can back up this commitment. That's what I think biblically love is and is the line. It's good. I want to know what love is. Mm. Read 1 Corinthians 13. Mm. Okay, that is it for us. We will see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to 
thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.